if these field passes come through tomorrow, I'm going to have to figure out how to <laughs> yeah. cram in 36 hams, 12 hours of driving, a football game, and all that in 72 hours. So did you guys see, have you have you paid any attention to the barbecue fest thing they posted the other day on Facebook the, from Memphis in May? Yeah, and I've heard, you know, like the limitations on teams and all that stuff. And then I've also heard that they're putting everybody on Riverside Drive. There's only a few allotted teams to go into the actual park. Yeah. Well, because I guess the design or the landscape's all fucked up. Mm. Well, they also got rid of uh, patio teams. Well, that'd be the first to go. Because, yeah. You know, they're paying the least. So, you know, so like the last year we did it, your 34 by 54 spot was like six grand. That's before you buy one bun, you know, a <laughs> food insane. or a beer or anything. So, and then if they put everybody on Riverside Drive, I think it would be, I don't know. I just, it's not going to ever be the same. Of course, there's not a lot of things that are the same after 2020, but that shouldn't have been something that, you know, that was one of the great things that Memphis got, had or has, you know. Do you think that it's not going to be as fun or, you know, for people that experience it now since it's, the park's being changed? Without being in the park and on the river, I don't think it is going to be comparable to what it was. Because if you've got everybody lined up on Riverside Drive on the road, you know. Oh, shit. Wait, wait. I misunderstood what you said when you first said that then. Yeah. So they're not going to be in Tomley Park? Very limited, from what I understand, yeah. very limited teams can get in there due to the length. Because they got trees and hills yeah. and shit they're building in there. So, Oh, that's not going to be fun. Like. Uh, I mean, part of the thing is walking through the park and seeing the towers and huge house-looking parties and all that, and you put them all in a row on the street. That's boring, you know? Yeah, also one of the most fun parts is trying to find where the fucking tent is that you're trying to go to. You know? Like, <laughs> Whenever a problem now is in a straight line. Yeah. God, man, that's that's unfortunate. And is that, are they going to have to make Music Fest smaller, too? Because I haven't seen anything about that. I haven't seen anything on that. I mean, you need three stages. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, I mean, it worked, seemed to work good at Tiger Lane. I mean, I left the Budweiser tent a couple times, but, you know. Yeah, they said that uh, they didn't, well, they did a vote. I think it was Daley Hemsley that did it. And they said, uh, did you like it at Tiger Lane or you prefer it downtown? And, and, the, and the vote was like split at 50 50. When you get your like load in and stuff like barbecue fest, super easy at Tiger Lane. Yeah, but you know, people that go downtown will stay downtown during barbecue fest. People that go to Midtown are coming back home, so you're losing all that downtown revenue for sure. There's definitely pluses and minuses to it. I mean, you look at there's no mud because it's in the concrete, but then it's too hot because it's on concrete. Uh-huh. Parking lot. Yeah. And then the rip, the first year they moved it over there for the flood, you know, teams that paid for the Riverside, you mm-hmm. know, you pay a premium for that. So what they did is they put a big, big screen TV on a trailer and had the picture of the river there. And I was Are like, no, that, that's not going to suffice. I don't I need, remember that. Wow. I need my $1,900 back. <laughs> that's insane. That's the view that, I, that's not the view that I paid for, you know. How many years did you do it for? We did it for about 25. Oh, wow. wow. Did you start as a patio team or start as what you were doing? Um, Shane started as a patio team. They won that. And then him and the guy that I think his name was Mike as well split off. Mm-hmm. And that's when Southport was born. Because yeah, I remember seeing a picture, I guess, of the original Barbecue Fest. It was in front of the Orpheum. Mm-hmm. Which uh, is insane to think that it was there at one time. That small of a. Yeah, because now it's going to be a parking garage and like a mixed-use place. Yeah, I saw that the other day because I've been going to the Orpheum a lot. And uh, I think it's 690 spaces they're putting in there in that garage because it used to be just that little parking lot. Yeah. Elevating it up. Because there was a bank there at one time, and then it became a parking lot. And then I know they were talking about making a hotel there once. I think the Hard Rock or something was going to build a hotel. But... I don't know. Oh, wait, no, I'm talking about something else. The bank part was further down or in front of Goose. And that where you're at, we were talking about just a straight lot in front of the Orpheum. That's where the the, the barbecue fest originally was at. But it'll be interesting to see how they 
how they set it up. But then you're also cutting teams because you're only limiting. So, so do you, that's going to hurt some feelings. Do you think it's going to go to like the teams with the most seniority? Like, do you want to do it? Yes or no? Do you want to do it? Yes or no? I don't think it's more about seniority. I think it's about money. Yeah. You know, because when you're, you know, several years ago, there's 300 teams in there. Now they're talking about under 200. So you look at that $6,000 piece of land revenue that you're losing, you know, over that many teams. Of course, not everybody can get that. But you're paying 40, you know, 38 to, you know, 6000 for space. I just don't understand why it's so expensive. I remember when we did it, it was expensive as fuck. Yeah. And then you start building the scaffolding on top of that $6,000 piece of 34 by 54. You're adding another 6,000 of that. So you, you know, there's teams down there that have 75, $80,000 budgets. And then you're giving away alcohol, food, like lighting, the facade. If you do that type of shit, yeah, it gets expensive. It's a job too. And you, you gotta be down there, you know, Somebody needs to be down there pretty much every day for 12 days, making sure shit's done, you know, depending on how big you are. Mm. Yeah. A lot of teams come in from North Carolina, just roll in Wednesday, plop their trailer down. It's like, let's ride, you know, where other teams are setting up that following Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, doing that whole week before. And then they give you, they give you two weeks to set up or ten seven days to set up and then four hours to load out. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm lighter right. fluid and you know, matches. Let's get the fuck out. I remember one one year they called did they call you Tony or did they call but Mike called me? Mike Davis called one of us. I can't remember. He's like, Hey man, y'all got a bunch of shit out of here still. They're not gonna let y'all do it next if y'all don't come and clean it up. Like y'all have a lot of shit out of here. I was like, uh let me give you somebody else's number. So me and T- whoever, we, I can't remember. Tony and I went down there. I mean, there was, was some stuff, but like, I was like, fuck, man. You know, you're hungover as fuck. It's Sunday. Like, oh, it's the worst. Yeah. it's And it's nine times out of 10, about 150 degrees out there, too. And you're sweating out all the toxins. Well, I remember one day on Sunday, I woke up and I was like, why does my face hurt? And I couldn't remember. And I came to load out with you guys at Tiger Lane. And they're like, How, how's your face? I was like, it hurts. Why does my face hurt? And they go, you don't remember your boy missing somebody trying to punch them? And he punched you straight in the fucking yes. face as hard as he could? I was like, I do now. I remember that now that <laughs> you say that. Well, as bad as your face hurt you, it was killing us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I remember that guy because he's like, I just want to hang out with my friends. I just want to hang out with my friends. Like, why are you acting such a womanly way right now, man? He sure did swing and miss that dude and pops you in the square in the nose. Mm. Boy, we've had some days. Yeah, fun days. So how would you end up working at Sycar? Well, Rick gave me a buzz. said him and Tony wanted to do a barbecue joint, and uh, they wanted me to be a part of it. So we sat down and started looking at some ideas and places and but at the time like they'd just taken over Zinnies so we we're finishing that build out and then they were doing the build out on beignets so I just jumped in and started helping them with all that and get that done then start our project and then Sidecar came open and then it just we partnered up with them to just take care of that instead of opening up something <clears throat> completely different you know and it seemed to work out so far. So, how long have you been there now? We opened March of twenty, March twelfth. We're open for twelve days, and then COVID shut us down. So it's been a battle ever since. But we're starting to see some post twenty nineteen numbers come around too. So That's really good. It's very good. You know, you got to change the mentality, adapt, overcome. You know. Was there ever a point during COVID where y'all like, I think this is just it? Yeah, there was a lot, you know, when you're sitting there for 11 weeks doing daily specials, you know, just to try to keep the lights on. Yeah. And then but it was crawfish season. So whatever we made that Monday through Friday on a daily special, we were doubling on crawfish that weekend. So thank God it was crawfish season that little bit. It helped out a lot. And wasn't it all to go? You had to do, cur- you know, curbside. curbside yeah, people yeah. Could grab it from you. Yeah. Do you have still a lot of the same people that were there in the beginning? Staff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good, too, though. Yeah, we got a a lot of uh, the same people 
you know, Courtney's been with me since day one. Taya was there. You know, yeah. Chase, I can't get rid of him. (laughs) He just keeps racking up a bill. He's like at $437,000 right now or something. Put on the tab. Put on the tab. Put on the tab. Is it hard getting employees? It was for a while, um, especially like back of the house, cook, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But if you get the right people, you can do the job of five people with three. So you can pay them more, you know, and keep good consistency, you know. And then, like, I've got, you know, 13 servers, bartenders, you know, another six in the back of the house. So we're very, we, we don't have a big staff, so it kind of keeps labor down. So you got to have the right staff, you know. And that's kind of where things are turning to now. You, we changed that lunch mentality. You can come in, get, you know, a meet and two for under 10 minutes. You know, Jose and Juan are rocking that shit out during lunch every day. So you change that mentality on go in, get good food fast. You know, you, you know, asses in seats cures all the problems. And how do you get them there? You know, good food, sports, you know, biker friendly. Seems to work right now, so that could change in another two months, though, you know. That's pretty interesting. And you've had a lot of different jobs, though. Yeah, I've hustled for, you know, 35 years, I guess. (laughs) Ever since Kurt had me laying sod, and I'm like, fuck this. You know, me and Mark out there. You and Mark did that. Yeah, Mark, you know, I got away from it a little bit. Mark stayed with him, you know. So... But yeah, good times. What was the job? What is the, what is the thing called where the people stand outside? Oh, the liquidation sales. <laughs> yeah, they hold the things up. Hold the signs. Yeah, that's what turned me off from giving all these vagabonds money. Because you offer them a job and they'd be like, I'll make more money than that. Just sitting here, people giving it to me. I'm like, you done fucked it up for everybody now. But yeah, the liquidation signs, you just sit there, hold them and, you know, draw business to the business going out of sale. Do they work? I mean, does, does the people see the signs that shop there? Or like, Oh yeah. They see 70% off. I mean, I don't know. My girlfriend sees 70% off. She don't care if you have to buy a thousand <laughs> of them to get it. She's going to go get the 70% yeah. off, you know? So yeah, the, the marketing side of it worked good. And then it was a, you know, weekend kind of gig too. If I want a business, I think I would hire people to do that. Even though, like just it wasn't going out of business. Yeah, even yeah. if I wasn't going out of business, does a lot of people do that? Uh, that's a, no, I've never really seen that. Go get a couple of girls in bikinis and have them flip signs. You know, like T-Mobile has the, you know, or Little Caesars. The Little Caesars guy over here, yeah, the dude guitar. with the guitar. Yeah, yeah the dude shit like that. I wonder what happened to that guy. I haven't seen him in a long time. Maybe he got promoted, or he's like, "Fuck this shit, I'm not making <laughs> enough money." <laughs> Maybe he's on Guitar Hero now. Maybe. Possibly. But I don't know. But so, yeah, let's find that kid. Find guitar hero, little Caesars.com. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> so what made you decide to stop drinking? Hanging out with you for about 15 years. It'll do it. Out. It'll do it. I have to take a break myself. I'm currently going <laughs> to break myself. <laughs> no, I just came to a point, you know, where... You know, you're either going to run a successful bar business or you're going to keep going down a pretty dark, you know, but fun, you know, journey, you know. And it just it just clicked one day and was like, you don't need this. And then I was able to get through the days of, man, how can I do this with, you know, because you drink and you party and you do all that stuff because I guess you feel the need. Yeah. The social aspect. Once you can get through the social aspect and be still fun, you know, cute and funny is how I live, baby. You know, if you can still be fun without the alcohol, it makes it a lot easier to not drink, you know, and then all the problems that alcohol cause. Once you realize that alcohol is, you know, 99% of your, all your bad decisions, it's, you know, fairly simple to, you know, or it was for me. Everybody's different on that shit though. Cause you know, some people are forced to quit. You know, yeah. you got to wear a bracelet. You got to blow in this before you crank your car. Those people, you know, that end of it to me would be a lot harder because you're being told not to do something. You can't do this. When you make the decision yourself, it's easier. 
So what was your wake up call? It, waking up in the truck after a night out with Duncan and my phone being cut off because I didn't pay my bill the day before, mm. but I had money to party like a rock star the night before, you know, kind of a wake up call, kind of a, you know, rock bottom, so to speak. I couldn't get in touch with my son. I had stuff to do business wise. It was just all this stuff that was just, you know, like, why, 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 you know? And I just had this pit in me or something. And all I wanted to do was like, go see my parents, see my dad. So I went out there, hugged him, just had a horrible day and then slept for about nine hours, probably because I had been partying for three days too, you know, and then woke up from that and made the decision I don't want to go down this road anymore. You know, how am I going to not go down the road? And then I just changed it, changed your mindset, changed my life. Now is every day a constant struggle? It's not a struggle. After I got through, cause Mark, like we were talking about earlier, he's about 200 days ahead of me. So he was telling me days make weeks, weeks make months. So once you got to that first month, I was good. It was the, days leading up to weeks being slow at the bar and you know the accessibility uh, at that point you know that was the hardest i would never say it was a struggle i never sat there and was just like oh my god i need this yeah you know but once i got through that first month it really wasn't even a, it was an afterthought which is crazy for me to say that because i'm looking at both y'all's faces and it's like i've seen that dude do some stupid shit you know but it was it was a wake-up call and, you know, I don't regret it at all. I think we're at 8, what are we, like 840 or 830, yeah, something think, like that. So, And you, you've inspired um, Elizabeth to get sober or to not drink for 100 days now, right, or something like that? Well, she's out of 100. I don't know if I inspired her, but she made some life decisions on her own. But I encourage her for sure, yeah. you know, just like anybody. Like I said, everybody's different, you know. But if there's somebody out there that needs to talk about whatever you know i'm always that because i had you know cullen he's been sober for 20 something years and i could rely on certain people if i did have those you know moments in that first month mm -hmm. so i'd always like to pass that back for sure did you ever go to meetings never went to a meeting i went to two meetings with a girl i dated she's been sober for like 14 years at the time when we were hanging out and i didn't know what to expect with the meetings but it was more just stories it wasn't really somebody up there telling you not to drink, but it was you hearing your story about how they've done some fucked up shit. So I guess that kind of triggers you to be like, oh, shit, I don't want to keep doing that path. Right. Yeah. I don't want to pass out in the porta potty and have some 176, you know, pound buddy of mine who can't pick me up, you know, deal with that shit. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody. Well, I guess, the like you said, alluded to the stories. It's mm -hmm. like you go to those to go, Wow. You know, I'm a bigger shit show than you are, or damn, I'm not that bad. Yeah. So however they took it out of that. But it's just easier for me to to work through it myself. You know, like I'd call Mark, or I'd call Cullen, you know, maybe two, three times tops in that first month. Because once that first month got over, it was afterthought, you know. Now I smoke a lot of weed, but you know, I'm alcohol free. Yeah. So now, well, was it ever a thing where you had, like, some moment that could have gone awry that you look back and be like, fuck, I got lucky that this alcohol didn't take me out? Or oh, yeah, shit. There's many a times. I mean, you and I have talked about, damn, how are we still alive? Especially people I've known for, you know, 35 years. Have We've been done some wall shit, like ignorant shit. Ignorant but, shit. But it's, like, you know, we still, you know, and luckily we didn't hurt anybody else in the and process. That's, that's the thing, too, getting through without hurting yourself or other people. Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes that wake up call, that rock bottom for people to make that decision comes down to that. But, and that's, you know, I don't know how I could, you know, that would be hard to deal with. So, yeah, there's a lot of moments that you're like, what the fuck? You know, yeah. lucky. Like I really enjoyed um, going out yesterday, you know, to the fights and stuff and just having all my, like I took Twitch and Sarah's friends came in town from Nashville and I took them to the fights and stuff. And like, it was, it was fun just chilling, you know, and, and let everybody else get drunk and fucked up, whatever they wanted to do and just chill. And then, Hey, you're your sober driver, you know, let's go back whenever y'all want to, 
you know, we were, we were out till, I mean, I got home, I think at like two 30 or something like that, you know, and yeah. it was just fun, you know, and, and, and everyone could just rely on me taking them home. Yep. And then you wake up the next morning and you feel good. Yeah. I, I mean, I got home, I slept, I, you know, what played on my phone a little bit. And then I woke up at like eight, zero, you know, obviously no hangover or anything, but like, you know, I could just, you know, it was fun. Get up and function. No, that doesn't mean I'm never going to drink again, but it, right. was, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was good to be that guy that could rely on. Yeah. And to some folks, it's just making adjustments weekly, you know, yeah. makes your life better. I, Me, I, 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 it's, you know, yeah, like, so it's one like, would lead to the other in my world. I'm not a, I'm a, you know, I was a social alcoholic. Yeah. Like I could keep fireball and Jack Daniels and all that at the house and never touch it. Mm, but yeah. get me to the bar, you know, I'm paying light bills and shit, you know. So are you a binge drinker? I would say social alcoholic over. But I'm saying like, would you, would you do it like every day or would it be like Friday, Saturday, you just go hard? Oh yeah, it'd be, well, it just, it would depend on the night. So say we were all getting together we had a V3 meeting or something. Yeah. Well, then right, we're all, and I knew what we were going to fucking do. Yeah, we were going to party that night. Yeah. You know, and then you may have a Monday night football. Everybody's getting together. Or, you know, then you may not do anything on Thursday. But then, you know, it was just the social event, you know. But I guess binge could be described as that because you're just binging those those times. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only problem, I think, like sometimes when I see people go sober for a little bit and then they're like, oh, I'm going to do 30 days or whatever days. And then they go back to the path that they were already doing. It's like it really doesn't make sense to stop that long to go back and reset to back to where you're at before. Yeah. It, unless you're just trying to find yourself or, you know, test yourself. Because I had a I had a guy come in the bar the other day and he was like, give me a round. And I was like, I thought you weren't drinking. He goes, well, I'm celebrating my 31st day. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, uh, okay. So, but to me, that's not an, you know, an aspect. Cause if I go back to drinking, then it's just going to be one way. Mm -hmm. It's all, but that was just all on the gas anyway, as y'all know. Now, do you ever see people like at your bar? You're like, fuck man, I think you need to stop. Oh yeah, I mean, you—you you being one of the only sober people at the bar, you see a lot of things now, yeah. or I do now. You know, you see the shit show that you were. You know, oh, I was that guy. You know, and then you can, you know, you you obviously you have the responsibility of not making sure they just get shit faced mm-hmm. and drive anyway. Yeah. So with that sobriety, something to kind of you know, when Rick and I were like splitting days and nights at work, so I would to make myself not go to the bar and hang out and work, I would start at Ubering. Mm. So it's extra money one. And then, you know, like you were saying earlier, I, I like being that, Hey, can you come get me? You know, yeah. you kind of get that, you know, relied on, you know, you, it's a responsibility thing now, you know? So you like, you know, I'll tell them too, you need to go home. I'll drive you, you know, but yeah, there's, you know, there's a handful of people that you see, like, for example, you can go to one of our favorite watering holes that we ever used to go to 20 years ago, and there's still a guy there that was there 20 years ago. Mm. You know, that's kind of a look back on that could have been us. Your life, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, just going to the bar every day, you know. Luckily, I had some, you know, I had kids early and kind of kept me out of the daily, you know. I was somewhat responsible as a <laughs> husband. I was a great dad, horrible husband as well, I would tell Trisha. Hey, the kids are not great, man. They did. And now I've got two grandkids on the, or one and one, one on the way. way. Yeah. Do it, you um, think age had a factor into your sobriety too? I think, yeah, a little bit. And then, you know, I kind of look back and see, you know, at my son and go, okay, he's exactly like I was. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, what can I do to be, you know, more of a, responsibility or a role model or whatnot, you know, to do, you know, make him better. Cause it's like Mark and I tell him all the time, Mark and I've been hitting him up. Good cop, bad cop since he was like 14. He just don't realize it. <laughs> yeah. You know? But it's like, we can save you probably $50,000 and 10 years off your life. If you just listen, mm. but you know, with that last name, he's going to learn shit the hard way too. So everybody's different on that deal. You know, you're going to find your way or you'll find your way out, you know, to me. 
It's like non-alcoholic beer. Do you drink non-alcoholic beer? No. Why? Because it's, it's just as expensive as the regular well, shit. Well, that, and plus people are like, well, you can drink non I didn't drink beer for the taste. I drank it to get fucked up. Yeah, you know? it was fu- it's fun. You know, like, <laughs> it, it, yeah, like. I'd rather have my Kool-Aid if I'm not going to get drunk. And another thing I never understood, I know it has traces, like, you know, minute traces. That's where you have to be 21 to buy it. But it's like, I guess, like, you know, some people just need that, you know, that thing in their hand. Like, they're drinking and having fun with everybody. But, like. The shit gets expensive. Like if you drink in O'Doul's or something like that at a at a bar, sorry, it, and like it gets it gets really really expensive. Well, the bar is going to charge you four or fifty five dollars for that O'Doul's, regardless. Or Bush. it's the same. Ours is the same price as yeah, you know the regular. Yeah, and, but your Bud Zero and your Heineken Zero have truly zero alcohol. Like your Bush NA, mm-hmm. and some of those do have traces or however they look at it. But it tastes like beer. That's what they say. But like if you have to blow. Like on your, if you, or you get a monitor thing, yeah. or anything like that, the Bush NA will, can read, you yeah. know, because there are traces in it, but the Bud and the Heineken are truly zeros. So it kind of be like a CBD that has like traces of THC in it. You can still fail a drug test from it, yeah. even though yeah. it's supposed to be just CBD. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah I've never tried a non-alcoholic beer before. I mean, I didn't drink beer for the taste. Yeah. I drank it to wash down the Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking our friend, um, I sent him a picture of this bomb that he sells at a store. And I was like, hey, does this have uh, THC in it? And he was like, actually, it has traces. Because I was asking for, like, if I, if I, if I used it and would I fail a drug test? Because, you know, even though it said CBD on it, I was making sure. Yeah. And I knew he would know the answer. And he said, um, yeah, there's possibly some traces of it in there. So if you want to take it back to the store and get the other kind that doesn't have any traces, then go ahead. I was like, no, I'll just give it to my friend Mark. It's all good. Or just go smoke the real shit and take a pee test from whatever's or wherever they get them. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, it's called um, U-Pass is the really popular one. Well, Cheech, uh, who, what was that? Tommy Chong had a product out back in the day called You're in Luck. <laughs> You're in Luck. <laughs> <laughs> And you drank it and beat it clear. How close do you think we are or far away do you think Tennessee is from being legalized? Uh, I mean, everybody's doing it, you know? It's like, why not? Yeah. I mean, even if you're just going the medical route. I mean, there's not myself, but you can, and I don't know how they're doing it without purging themselves, getting these medical cards, Mm -hmm. you know, because they're getting them from, you know, California. I, I did I did travel down the road for a little bit. Then I felt kind of incriminating in myself. And I was like, I don't want to fucking go down this road. (laughs) But you can go, you know, there's somewhere down that line. You're having to purge yourself because you're getting, you're seeing a, or talking to a California doctor. Mm. So, I mean, and just like back in the day when you had four finger quarters, I mean, there's a will, there's a way people are going to get their weed. You know, I don't understand why it's not sooner because look at the taxes they're making off of yeah look at the debts that could be paid now what they're fucking doing with it you know who knows but that dispensary that's in west memphis is is murdering yeah because our friend austin goes there and he was like dude they have everything it's fucking really cool shop i mean i have about five or six regulars that go over there and you know may or may not bring back some stuff but but that's the thing it's like i think of what it was is you have 14, you can go over every 14, you can go over every day, but every 14 days you can only get like 70 something grams. Now, you can get all that in power, you know, flour or oils or however you want to do it, but that's a lot in 14 days. You know, I mean, think about it, you get a bag of gummies, you know, they're 200 milligram total, they're 20 at 10. Yeah. You know, so. That's milligrams, and you can get 70-something grams. So you can get a Shitload. shit ton of product, and it's medical. Not that I've tried it or not because I don't <laughs> have the card, but, I mean, it's the potent <laughs> shit. So Arkansas is just medical. They're not recreational? They're medical right now. Uh, Illinois is recreational. Okay. Um, I think Mississippi's about to go recreational or something, right? I don't know. I haven't been following it too much. Hmm. I think Tennessee's going to be one of the last states to do it. I mean. Do you think it's because of the privatized prisons possibly in Tennessee and they have like people's pockets for the the politicians? I mean, at the end of the day, that's a business. Yeah. So it's not, it's not 
far out to say it's not, you know, because mm-hmm. anything that makes me just like we were talking about the barbecue fest. I mean, I, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about money. The, the teams that pay five hundred dollars. They're gone. It's the teams that spend 50,000 that they want to keep, you know. I mean, we just had to vote off slavery off the books. That was the fucked up thing I've ever done. I had to read that like four was, fucking if, times. If I abolish like, slavery, yeah, I was like, what the I'm fuck? Like, uh, it was very fucking, weird how they had it worded, too. I had to read it at least three or four times just yeah. to make sure that's what I was reading. And I was like, this is 2022. Yeah. So we're doing that. Why can't I go by, you know, some good flower down the street. It's just, you know, <laughs> yeah. That when I saw that on the, on the fucking, uh, voting thing, I was like, what the fuck am I reading right now? <laughs> that blew my mind. <clears throat> I don't know, man. It's, it's funny that what's well, not funny, but it's just odd how like Mississippi is ahead of us. Cause I always think like Mississippi just is like backwards as fuck, man, compared to the rest of the places in the South. Well, in most everything they are, but, They've had that grow farm down at Ole Miss for, you know, decades. I think somebody did mention that to me. Before. So maybe that kind of helped yeah. expedite them. And then I think Florida's about to go too. Really? And I think I heard something about that. But yeah, I mean, I just just say like across the board is open, man, wide open. I mean, because I mean, like what we're talking about, you can buy alcohol, which seems to be a lot worse for people than this plant. And then they're demonizing this plant because of some bullshit that happened a long time ago. It's how many alcohol-related, you know, fatalities do we have in car wrecks as opposed to, you know, anything else? Yeah. I mean, you can, like, last night we got off work and, you know, I'm driving it to, you know, on 240, and I'm getting blowed by, I'm doing 80, and these cars are blowing by me, you know? So it's like, I don't know how I got on that. I'm kind of high now. How do we get on that? Oh, just the recklessness but, of yeah, alcohol. Just rec- so. Yeah, so, I mean, th- at 2.30 in the morning, you know, like Chris Rock used to say, if you're at an ATM after 2 a.m., it ain't for nothing good. <laughs> you know, so yeah. if, you're, if you're, you're either off of work or you're partying, you know, mm-hmm. or something. But it's just, you know, it's crazy to me that it's not, you know, more open. Because mm-hmm. everybody's doing it, you know. Yeah, like has been doing it. Isn't that something that just started a wave of, oh, man, marijuana's cool. I've been yeah. smoking weed since I was 10. Yeah. Sorry, Dad. Oh, <laughs> oh happy birthday, pro- Mom. Today is my mom's birthday. Happy birthday. And I'm kidding. It was probably 11. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. You probably took your dad's weed. I will not incriminate myself <laughs> on that. I did get my ass whipped, though. I'll just leave it at that. But, yeah, like, even, like, you know, uh, Colorado just decriminalized uh, mushrooms and uh, DMT. So it's just like, you know, they're doing, they're going way past the mark that the rest of the states are still kind of trying to catch up to. Yeah, they, well, they're the, I guess, the industry leader in these fields because they've been, they were one of the first to go with weed too. Yeah. But now they're adding psychedelics and shit. I hear you. When's Oregon up? I don't know. <laughs> well, didn't Oregon pass it where they just kind of open up everything? Yeah. Because all drugs are legal, right? Or to a certain amount. Or at least in Portland, probably. Yeah, keep Portland weird. (laughs) Keep Portland weird. But since everything is becoming legal, how does that work with with a company? Like, say, like, for a person working at a job, does the company have to adopt that as the employee can do it? Uh, It'd be the same, I would assume, as, you know, alcohol. You can't drink and work, you know? Yeah. So, but... You can't be high, I guess. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe. I've seen some places are dropping drug testing. Like big companies? like or Yeah, because, I mean, they're having a hard time finding people. That's the thing. The labor force is shrunk, so you got to open up your parameters to get other people in. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm not drug testing cooks or anything. I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You won't have any. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if it's going to get to the point, though, like, because obviously there's good and bad with everything. Everything. So there's some people that probably can't handle weed. They're going to have some manic attacks or some panic attacks or something. But, I mean, overall, I think it's uh, it's beneficial for people's health and, uh, like, with anxiety and depression. and Cancer. Yeah. I mean. Pain relief. You know, it's just um, there's a lot of good that comes with it. Yeah. Versus alcohol, there's a lot of just negative side effects to it. And just... Throw in regular tobacco in there too. Yeah, you know, cigarettes. Those are all 
are they not all modified too from the earth? Yeah. Whereas you can take this, like you, you said, you alluded to earlier, this plant mm-hmm. and put it straight in a paper or a bowl and, you know, a lot different to yeah. me. Because I usually say, like, people, when they get high, they're not trying to fight somebody. But sometimes people, when they get drunk, they turn to a totally different person, and then they'll become violent and want to be aggressive with somebody. And it's weird because you can see people that are normal people when they're sober, but then when they get alcohol and they turn Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, that's kind of like what uh, Nate said when he was over here the other day. That's why they call that that, like, alcoholics that. Yeah, Nate, Nate's, you know, changed his life around, too. With, that's a bunch of crazy shit. But with... Yeah, I see that every day because they, they're coming in after work. Mm-hmm. So they're sober. Yeah. And then by the time they leave my bar, go to my girlfriend's bar. It's like she said, you know, when she first started working down the street because they get the later crowd. She was like, my people that I know from seven to nine are the different from nine to one. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, because we light that wick and then they come down there. You know, it's like you said, people tend to drink. People that on alcohol tend to be more aggressive. Do a study. Go get one of those punching machines, right? Mm-hmm. Line them up with alcohol and then line them up with weed and see how many <laughs> motherfuckers hit that punching bag that are on weed yeah. as opposed to alcohol. Yeah. yeah alcohol is a weird drug, man. It was fun, though, man. It it was fun. If it didn't have, like, the hangover and stuff like that, it'd be perfect. Because it does drop your inhibition sometimes. It makes people more confident, I think. I think a lot of people are here because somebody fucked off alcohol. 100%. You know? know? So, I mean, there are some things that are good. I just wish that they could get the negative side effects away from it. Yeah. Maybe, like, scientifically And it ages people, too, I think, too. It was. like, it ages people really bad. Because I know (sighs) a guy that's he goes out all the time, and he looks old as fuck, and he's not very much older than we are. Yeah. It's just like, you know, the alcohol just fucking, it ruins his skin. You know, it's internally killing him. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent agree. It's, it's, you know, it does all those things. It makes you confident. It makes you want to fuck. It makes you, you know, do the stupid shit in the world. But man, it makes you feel like shit the next day too. That's the, that's the big deterrent. Yeah. How do we fix that role? I take take that portion out of it and it'd be game on, right? I'm thinking science is eventually going to create, figure something a way to get rid of the negative, like the hangover part. I don't think excessive I, drinking. I don't think BC will let that study go through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because obviously it does something to your brain where, you know, like like just your your function is just completely gone. But like I said, it just I don't know. It's weird, man. It's a weird drug. And a lot of people don't consider it a drug, but it definitely is. I mean, because it alters your mood. Yeah, it alters everything. I don't know how cigarettes are still even a thing. Uh, like, I was at the casinos yesterday, and everybody was smoking. I'm like... And probably 90% of them had oxygen tanks. <laughs> well, we were playing three-card poker, right? And the lady next to us, she was really polite. She was like, do you mind if I smoke? I was like, oh, no, 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 not at all. I don't know of us, dude. Go right ahead. And, like, as soon as she lit that cigarette up, I was like. I'm at Mulligan. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking, like, I was like, I should have said yes. <laughs> she didn't next to me. But like, I was like, you know. Well, you some know, casinos won't let you smoke. Well, Horseshoe, they were fucking cheating or cigarettes. I, I think Gold Strike is, like, not smoking. Not smoking? Yeah. But, yeah, I was just like, it, it, it just, I, I don't know how that's still even a thing in 2023, knowing how bad it is for you. And then you look at the pricing of them. Ten dollars for a pack of fucking Marlboro Lights. If you go to, if you buy them at bars, are like ten bucks. But if you get two packs, I think you're around fifteen. You know, seven fifty a pack. Shit, back in the day, you're getting cartons for twenty bucks. You're getting what they call them, uh, Lucy's. Yeah, two for a dollar, three for a dollar. Oh, you get them for ten cents. You know, give me a Lucy, ten cents quarter, whatever it was. Now it's eight dollars a pack unless you buy multiple. You yeah. Know? Do you allow smoking in your bar? No, on the patio, uh, but now during the winter, we put our, you know, big plastic walls up, so it's considered indoors, so you have to go outside, outside. Have you noticed a decline in people that smoke, though? Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, I think if everybody went to a non-smoking kind of restaurant thing, it would decline a bunch of things, but mm-hmm. Mike, you know, before he passed, had changed sidecar from smoking to non. Mm. And lost a lot of business. Really? You do have that 
crowd that wants to belly up to the bar, have their cocktails and, you know, smoke their cigarettes. It's my mom. Ringing in. You want to talk to her on her birthday? <laughs> See there. You still getting your hair done? No, I'm on this radio show and you're on speakerphone. So happy birthday. Happy Tony. birthday, mama. I'm here with Tony and Raul. I sent you a text, respond to it, and Dad said he'll Ven- Venmo you money if you need it. All right. Let me know. I got your text. I'll uh, wait. So you need it ready in 15 minutes. Okay. What do you want? You didn't put on the... And she hangs up. On it. <laughs> it's my fucking wife or Judy, man. Oh, that's great. And you have food ready at twelve thirty, as I will leave here at twelve, then head to Lake. And she sent it at eleven thirty. I just got it, obviously. So she's going to be there in sixteen minutes to pick up. What the fuck? <laughs> what do you want? Yeah, that's so funny, man. Did you get my text? I sent you a text. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of cigarettes, she used to smoke Virginia Slims back in the day. Those are the long ones, right? The long, skinny. Skinny, yeah. They were the Capris before Capris. <laughs> so I used to steal those. I didn't like those. My dad smoked uh, Vantage Menthol. They had the hollow points in them. So, <clears throat> was that? It was just, the filter was hollow point for some reason. I don't know. I guess to kill you quicker. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Jesus Christ. So nothing is good for us. No. Very much, right? I mean, you know. Sunlight's good. You know, we should be compatible and good with women, but then, you know, they can kill us and drive us insane, annoy the shit out of us. I'm not talking about Tori either. I'm just talking about in in general. general. (laughs) The co-pilot, she's good for me sometimes. She's always passed out. What? She sleeps. She's, no matter where you go, she's, she's always so sleeping busy. in the car. She's so busy. I guess it's my soothing, relaxing music and drive capabilities. Where does she work? Hadley. She's over at Hadley. Okay. So. You texting your mom? I'm texting Chase to tell her I think this is what your mm. grandmother wants to pick up. Mike, I have a question. We can wrap this up because I know you got to go. Um, I mean, I got a few minutes. So. I appreciate you guys. I asked the question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. My bad. No, go ahead. I asked this question last week, or I asked Fortunato also. What do you consider a good life? Uh, Being happy. You know, a friend of mine told me a long time ago, you control what happens in your life on a daily basis from the time you pick your head up off the pillow and the time you put it back down. So always choose happy. I think if you do that, then then you live a good life make bright decisions, which I've took me 46 years to do that shit. So I guess I've lived a good half life. <laughs> well, I saw something the other day when you mentioned the age though, it said some men don't mature until they're 45, 46 <laughs> here. You know, so there's hope for him. Yeah. yeah maybe, maybe I, you know, I mean, doubtful, I, but yeah, he's you know. so cute though. Thank you. Not really. Oh, I man. did it. Thank you. <laughs> so, on are you? So you not drinking right now? Yeah, I'm not drinking. And then what about the fitness? Are you into fitness right now? No. I mean, not. I didn't. Oh, I knew what you were about to. I, I know what you think I was about to. Fitness no, no, no. in your mouth. Fitness pizza. In your, no, but like because. I think I could probably, that's my next challenge. I think I want to kind of get better in shape. But then there's so many horror stories. Like you say, everything's bad for us. Like there's so many horror stories that, well, this dude just changed his life. And then he started working out. And two weeks later, he's dead of a heart attack. You know, I don't want to be that stat. Yeah. But I do want to lose a few pounds. So you had some, you know, good menus or tell me about. I've done like when when I do work out. And I do eat right. You know, you definitely see the difference in your clothes fitting better, obviously. Um, even though the scale doesn't matter, but you, the scale goes down. You can see like a little, you know, little line right here on your shoulder. You know, it looks, it looks, yeah. you know, but like the best thing to do is just to walk. Just start walking. Like um, maybe when you wake up in the morning, um, happy. 
just uh, go for a walk before you like even start your day or whatever, and um, maybe walk two miles or something like that, or a mile, whatever it whatever it is. Yeah, it's fucking November and twenty five degrees outside. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Walking? Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you got to maybe have like a tread. I don't know. Maybe you have a treadmill or something. I don't know. Kind of just go, walk in jo- place. Jo- join a gym. Hell. Join a gym. Yeah, man. I, I'm, I'm on. There's. Isn't there ATC by or by your work? There's a gym by your work, something. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I mean, but like you know, that's one thing. That's when I when I first lost all my weight back in 2020. That's what I started doing. Like I just baby steps. Yeah, I just started walking. I walked from the house to the Circle K over there on Estate, you know, and back. Get a honey bun and then walk back. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> and that's all I did, you know. And I thought it was really far. Like, and then I actually I never drove. I, I never paid attention to how far it was. Then one day I just happened to look and see how far I went from the house there. I was like, it's just only 1.2 mile or yeah. something. I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. But that's how I started. And then I started eating better. I was doing like the one, the one meal a day thing. I think it's om, om or something like that, yeah. where I get all my calories for the day in that one meal. And then I was also um, working out. Which was my, but it, but you know the muscle lifting weights thing is something that Tony has told me since twenty or two thousand seven or something like that. If you have more muscle on you, you look better, even if you weigh more. Right, that's why the right? scale doesn't matter. Right, say. exactly. So, so, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. But like, I do need to get back into it. Um, like right now, I'm two forty five. I went Nick's wedding. I was two thirty three. Oh, so, Nick got married. Oh, I didn't get invited. Never mind. We'll we'll skip that. <laughs> uh, but no, like um, you know, so like I can I, I put it on super fast. Like it's ridiculous. I mean, because when I when I'm not doing anything, I'm not doing anything. Right. I'm going by taco. You know, I'm stopping by grabbing food every day. Quick or whatever. Shit. Yeah. You know, that was the worst thing. Like when I was a PI and stuff, I was a always eating the chicken car. tender yeah. JoJo fast food from the gas station machine. Yeah, but like. The small, the the smaller, the smaller. So you want to have small goals, which they call action goals, mm-hmm. and then you want to have an overall goal. I forget what the name of that is, but maybe overall, right? But the smaller step goals are more attainable. That's like your one month goal, like you know. And then your overall goal is to be lose forty or fifty pounds, whatever you just said. Yeah, that's like your main focus. But these are the things you're going to do to get yourself there those are your action goals like walk a little bit extra and that gives you confidence yeah. to move forward to right because if you can do if you, if you can do the small things those small things add up like you're like you were saying Sobriety, yeah. the one day became one week and then you weeks know, now to it's, months yeah, yeah so like it's just like baby that. steps it's just about yeah. being consistent and yeah that's not role yeah yeah not well, at all so all this stuff you were just saying to him is for not because you're not doing it <laughs> I, I, I said but that. he's done There's it. No shit, we can see you, motherfucker. <laughs> but he's done it. But he it doesn't do it consistently. Mean, yeah, that's that's the point. Like, why tell people what they need to do and you're not fucking doing it? Well, sometimes it's better. You're better coach than a player. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Sometimes I mean you're managing, but that's but my thing is is I see like because I don't. I mean I have a continuous streak of 18 years not going to a gym and I don't want to break that. <laughs> but no, but like my whole thing with him is like why go the sober route. And not work out with it. And that's where I'm at. Cause I was like, I'm, I'm two and a half, two, two years and whatever it is. And then, you know, I want to do something. I want to take another challenge on. And I think a health would be a good one to start with, especially since I've got a second grandson coming, but I don't, I'm more of that hot works guy. I just want to go sit in a fucking sauna and sweat shit out. Yeah. You know? Cause I went to the doctor last week and I was like, holy shit. Cause it went down to elite. And I'm like, because I'm always maxed out around, you know, 285, 290. And that's where I'm at now. But when I was, you know, about 245, 250, you just feel so much better. So, but then I'd be worried about shit, man. And I'm going to have DC and Marvel over here fighting on which one wants me to be the fucking superhero if I get fucking working out and shit. Yeah, if you get too hot, you know, Tori's going to beat your ass because then all these bitches are going to be on you. Uh, You know, I can't handle her much less more than that shit. I saw this guy, this guy online I follow, his name is Brad Lee, and he said, like, how are you going to want shit in life if you can't even control the food you put in your mouth? Yeah. And, like, when I saw that, because, like, recently I've been going to the gym pretty consistently. You look good, too. Appreciate it, man. But it's just, like, I I just know that, like, there's no point in wanting nice shit if you're not here to enjoy it. Right. So if your health is not in order, like they say, health is wealth, man. There's so many people that are fucking dying right now that would be in a position to just be able to go to the gym 
And a lot of people are like, I'm not going to go to the gym. I'm lazy. So it's like you got to figure out that mental switch to tell you, like, I'm going to do this now. I'm not going to wait till the first of the year. I'm not going to wait till Monday. I'm going to do it today. Right. Don't procrastinate. Yeah. And, like, even if that's for some people to even go seek therapy. Because, like, I have a buddy of mine, since he's been going to therapy, it's, like, changed his mindset. And now he's lost weight. We have other friends of ours that have done these medicinal things that have changed their mindset. So it's like you just got to find your why. Like since we've been ha- and this is another thing, too, since we've been talking to all these people on this podcast and we hear they've been less 400, 500 pounds. I'm like, I can lose 60 pounds mm-hmm. if they did that. Yeah. I mean, and I love the the action steps. Like He may not do the shit like you yeah. say, but he does have he's coachable. You know, he's a good coach at it. Oh, he's coach. He's not coachable. <laughs> he's not coachable. He's a good coach. <laughs> but I, I love the mentality of the star. Like, I'll go bigger. He's Speaking like, yeah. You know, is obviously going to bleep his name, but like that type of guy where he's a big guy and he teaches his kids to do shit. But it's like, how are you going to be the coach and not be in healthy physical shape? Like yeah. our friend got into shape, you know. I can't keep fucking being out of shape, and then you look have these kids looking up to me, right? Well, and there was, back in the day, you mentioned that um, when we were doing the V3 stuff, there was a heavyweight that got too heavy. And mm. one the gym that he trained at wouldn't let him, you know, do the kickboxing classes because he didn't fit the mold anymore. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's that's real shit in the and know, athletic world. Like, people look at your appearance, man, and they judge you by what you look like. So if you're looking sloppy, you're looking out of shape, people are going to think that you're that's your work ethic. You're lazy. Right? Yeah, because like if you're not going to take care of your body, what are you going to do for me as far as a person I'm looking for employment for or, or like, a, say, even a woman? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like I said, it's just a disservice to ourselves. I remember there was some person that said like the like shame on the man that doesn't get his self into peak performance. You know, that's that's a, you know, wording it like how it was worded, not exactly, but. I don't know. My that's my goals now is just like to to take care of myself because, like I said, this is the only body that I know I'm ever going to have. So why not try to do the most with it? Yeah, I love that, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to since we're recording all this, well, I'll do a challenge to for me. Yeah. That what is it's Thanksgiving the nineteenth. So by my birthday, which would be January thirtieth, so that's what two months. Almost, yeah. Almost two months. A little bit more. So what's a good attainable? Hey, Coach. Coach Raul. I need Coach <laughs> Raul here. What's a good attainable 15, 20? I wouldn't even say wait, man. Mm. I would just say how you feel. Like, take a picture of yourself today yeah. and then take a picture of yourself on your birthday and see if you're happy with the, the appearance of yourself. But And then, but I've got to come up with that plan in between there. Like, I'd go to Hot Works and just, I always bring that up because when we go to eat at Red Koi, there's a Hot Works. Oh, beside yeah. Because like, <laughs> I'm we like, play this clip actually. Uh, Mike Dolce had posted this um, um, the other day. But what I'm going to do within the next two months is change that last number that I got at the doctor down. Yeah. And I think with that, it, it cultures what he's, it culminates what Tony's saying as in the happiness. Yeah. Because once you, you know, just like we were alluding earlier with everything being bad. Once you change your mind, you you know, change your life. Your mindset is everything. Yeah, because if you look good, you feel good, man. I yes. mean, that's a true fucking thing. Man. I mean, I went and got groomed this morning. I feel sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is what Looking Mike good. said. Thank you. It's like he said earlier, you know, that alcohol, will, it changes your skin, your eye. I mean, your, you know, everything. So. I the saw, number oh, one sorry. workout for anyone who's out of shape, who's a novice, who has been sedentary and is looking to get back into any form of health and fitness routine, please go for a walk. Do nothing else. Go for a walk, even if it's for one minute today, two minutes tomorrow, three minutes the next and so on and fo- so forth. Within a month, you'll be walking for 30 minutes. Within two months, you'll be walking for a straight hour. This is all it takes. Literally, one step at a time, walking has the lowest barrier of entry and the highest possible results. Just go for a walk, but stay consistent. Every day, the next 30 days, I want you to walk at the exact same time every single day and slowly build up until you're at 30 minutes. Then maintain that. But yeah, like I said, it's just uh, it's consistency, man. That's yep. all it boils down to. You just got to be consistent and you have to 
You have to want it for yourself. Yeah, that's the you have to change the mindset for you. Yeah, and that and that works out good because Tori's been bitching at me to go like walk the dog. I'm like, but if I go walk the dog, and there's like an owl or a hawk out, the fucking thing's gonna be lunch, you know? Yeah, I gotta because it's a little palm chee something, <laughs> but she's tiny fat. dog. Well, the breed is, but this one's um, fat because you know she gets to. She has to feed it chicken and peas and carrots <laughs> with his own with her fucking food. I'm like, first off, the dog's doomed because her name is Ali Bama, you know. So she's got to deal with that shit. But, but yeah. So I'll, you know, that that that's a good starter. Is walk the dog once a day. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I don't like what you said about getting out early in the morning and doing that shit. But you know. I didn't say anything about the morning. Oh, I thought you said get up when you get up. You oh, did I mean, say I, that. Like, you know, like, I, I don't know what time you wake up. So Shit. Like, now, if I get four to six, I'm I'm ready to roll. So, And that's the thing, too, that's crazy. Like, being alcohol-free, it's like, there's no excuses. Like, you wake up at 10 o'clock back in the day, and it's like, oh, I've got a migraine. No, motherfucker, you got a hangover. Mm-hmm. You know? You always had excuses not to be productive. Now, when I get up, it may be 6.30 in the morning, the mind's ready to be productive. So, that's why I alluded to I'd be out there yeah, early. Yeah, you know, you don't have that. That cloud, that hazy feeling, that foggy feeling in your yeah, head. Yeah, the, the bullshit. So, Mike King, what do you think happens when we die? Man, I've thought about that recently because, like, with my, you know, I was dealing with my dad's stuff since uh, last January and, you know, the thought of losing him. And then I've got two grand, you know, my grandkids coming in. You know, what does happen, you know? And I don't know. It's like. Are we, you know, I don't know, you know, because it's a weird thing to wrap your head around. It really is because, I mean, are you recycled? Do we go somewhere else? Mm. Are you living another life? You know, not incarcerating. Yeah, reincarnation. Reincarnation. Reincarnation is what what Raul and I should be. But, but yeah, uh, I don't think this reincarnation or anything. um, And I don't know about the. You know, I believe in right and wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, we were born with that. So if you do things pretty much the right way, you know, live that happy life. You know, I don't know what's going to happen to you. I don't. I don't know if there's, you know, something on the the clouds or something that you sit there and burn constantly every day. You know, but I I just don't. I don't see that. So I just try to choose the right things to do in life and then stay here as long as we can with what we deal with here. And then maybe, maybe I'll be a, who knows down the road, flip to a disc jockey. Cause I think like, life. I think like what you're saying though, is to live your best life now because that's what you know. Yeah. Just like you said, I've got one body, yeah. but we've got one life, you know, make the most out of it. Cause what is it? Normally we're only going to be here about, 75, 60. Oh, so wow. When you think about it. Yeah. Like, I remember this one guy said, how many summers do you think you have left? Yeah. And when you break it down like that, it's like, fuck. fuck. Man. Like you sit there and go, we got uh, five Fridays to Christmas. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. But you got 30 summers. Mm-hmm. Then you start looking at bucket list shit. You know, what the fuck can I get done in 30 yeah. summers? You know? Yeah. What life did I live up to, to make, the right financial choices to do certain things too, you know, so definitely wraps your, you know, difficult to wrap your mind around that kind of shit. Do you have a bucket list? Um, I did. And then amazingly I can change one letter and it becomes fucking doable and call it the fuck it list. You know, Mm. no, I, 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 I've always wanted to go to every major league baseball stadium. That's pretty cool. And then every sec stadium. Like my sister, Jacqueline, she has a nine-year-old who is just baseball nuts. Well, they've already started a process with him that by the time he's 18, he will have been to every MLB park. Oh, that's really cool. With his dad, just them two. They get a pennant and a ball from every place. That's pretty cool shit. That's yeah. a good memory. Yeah. You know, because one, well, his dad, uh, Cody, he beat uh, cancer two years ago. So – shit got real real for them too you know so 
say something does happen early in your life, you know, by 18, he's got all those memories, mm-hmm. you know, which yeah. is kind of pretty cool. And he's seeing the country, too. Yeah. And he's getting cultured, you know. Yeah. So very proud for her because she's, you know, she has some pretty cool goals and stuff that she's instilled in the kids that she has. My other question is, who would you like to give flowers to? Like, who do you like to give appreciation to so that they can hear it now instead of when they're gone? I really, I would say my mom, because I would give her, I gave her, well, let me rephrase. I give her shit to this day, but she is the glue to our family. You know, she was the ninth out of 10 kids, so she's always been in it. But, like, my dad would always work weird shifts, first, second, third shifts, didn't matter. She was cooking. You know, she cooked five nights a week. We didn't eat those other two, but that's fine, Mom. <laughs> no, I mean, but Mondays through Fridays, yeah. and then you had pizza or whatever, right. you know. But And then she would deliver him food to work, regardless of the shift, load our asses up in the car and roll. And But the flower, I would give her the flowers because of the appreciation that I've seen over the past, you know, 10 months being the caretaker of my father dealing mm-hmm. with his deal. So, which that is probably the most thankless position in the world. Just cause it's all, a, it's not about you at all. You're always getting work. You're always, you know, but it's, it's a thankless position that I would thank her for and everything that she's ever done. So she's also the financial wizard that made us where we're not poor as shit <laughs> by the end of the life, you know? Yeah. And what's your advice for people, and what mark do you see yourself leaving on the world? Uh, make good decisions, you know, choose happiness. And, you know, I just, you know, my mark, just cute and funny, you know. Don't take everything so damn serious. You only got so much long, so much time to be here, you know. Have fun with it. And do you have any advice for anybody that's looking to be sober? Like if they know they might be struggling or they might have an issue. Yeah. I mean, take a step back and look at what your goals are and is what you're doing accompanying those goals, you know, cause like it took me to be, you know, a partner in a bar to realize that wasn't going to be the route I needed to take. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's got their own different situations. So look at what you want to do and, you know, if you're not being productive to get there, alcohol is probably the reason. Mm. At least for me, it was about 98% of all my bad decisions. So, and reach out to somebody, you know, call me, you know. Yeah. I'm easy. And never been to a meeting, never done any of that. So it can be done. And, I mean, y'all have seen me at my worst, too, you know, or best, however you want to look at it. <laughs> But I mean, it, it's it's an easy it's not easy for everybody, but it's an attainable goal if that's something you want to do. I'm living proof of that. It's like that. Uh, what about Bob? It's like baby steps. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because I mean, you can't you can't run before you crawl and stumble. So it's like you you know you're obviously going to have pitfalls. Some people go back and forth, and I would imagine there's some people that have gone years that finally slip up. But, I mean, that doesn't mean they're a bad person. Just no, start again. You're human. Yeah. But it's like there are examples out there that, you know, of friends that I've seen who, you know, can't get it. It's mm-hmm. like, because what I've always felt and heard, it's like you have to make, you have to hit your rock bottom to make that decision. So yeah. everybody's rock bottom is different. But. Some of the things that, you know, some of my friends have been through and I'm like, man, that's pretty fucking low. But then they go right back at it. Mm-hmm. So it's disparaging to see other people's rock bottom being so damn rock bottom, I guess. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. And yeah. not being able to get it together because, you know, at that point, if you can't get it together and you've, and you've actually been somewhere to try to get help and been to these outpatient programs and you can't, then it's, it, it's sad because then it goes back to what you were saying earlier. Then, you know, that luck's going to run out sometimes because you, you're drinking that much, you're driving, you know, and you're only, in, you know, you can only outrun it so long where you're going to hurt and yourself. It's like, hurt not else. even sometimes it's you that may be a pro. Somebody could be texting and driving. Yeah. And you're just, you know, an innocent bystander. I had a wreck at the bar a couple of weeks ago, two guys racing, 16 year old girl coming South on the road. 
one of the guys gets clipped, gets squirrely, hits that girl dead on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you were to take out somebody from something you were doing, that's not a true accident. uh, That'd be, I don't know how you can continue on, man. Well, it's, you know, it'd be one of the most difficult things to deal with. Um, You know, you'd have to own that. Sometimes I wish like some people could see themselves, how they are when we're fucked up. Cause you know, you think you're fun. Yeah. But not yeah. everybody else around thinks you're fun. Well, I used to travel around to some UFC fights and stuff with a good friend of ours, Tony Bennett, and he would wake me up the next morning and be like, man, you were on one last night. And I'm like, yeah. And he'd tell me what I did. And I'm like, yeah, bullshit. Well, he had video <laughs> yeah. every time, you know, and then you look at that and you're like, God, oh, I'm a dumbass. Yeah. But then we had fun, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, sometimes sooner or later, It'll bite you in the ass, you know? So. Yeah, you only have so many card punches before it's time to turn it in. Agreed. Well, Mike King, I appreciate your time. Thank you guys Thanks very for much for having us on. on I appreciate the hoodie. No uh, doubt, rep man. you guys. And if there's anything I can ever do to help you guys or help anybody out there that is struggling with some addiction problems, holla. Oh, um, and thank you for the hams you gave us last year to donate. Oh, yeah. If we need to do that again, let me know. Yeah, I've I will. Got some, uh, I'll reach out to them and see if they want me to. I have an idea I want to talk to you about because I was going to talk to Mark about it. I, I reached out to Mark yesterday, <clears throat> but uh, maybe you might be able to assist with this, but we'll talk off this. All right. All right. Appreciate you, Mike King. Link up. Bye.